I am unashamed. What about you? So I don't usually talk about products on here unless it's a sponsor. Here we but go. I found uh, a new water, Jace. Oh, really? Because, you know, we, we like bottled water. We drink a lot of bottled water. You know what, Dad? Well, you, you know what they say in California? We talked about that last time. You, the plastic emits some kind of something. So now no no bottled water. So that's out. In California, yeah. Oh, man, let's don't get going okay. to California. They, they ruin <laughs> hey, everything. get off California and get on Jesus. Because <laughs> I was fixing to get back, back on California. Right. So, But I want to read you what this says, Jess. Then, I, then I'm going to tell you, I'm going to let you guess. Well, it's at the end. It, it, there's, a, there's a celebrity that is, makes this water. Or really? Does this water. Right. So it's called a force of nature. Pure, powerful, perfect. That's their. I've never seen anything else in a bottle of water. There's no other way to describe water that erupts from the ground with such clarity and smoothness, mm-hmm. filtered through volcanic rock, and dating back twenty three thousand years ago to the last ice age. Sea force, which is the name of this water, natural artesian water, comes directly from a living, sustainable aquifer deep underneath this person's ranch. To I'm getting, get to I'm starting to get bored. <laughs> to give you the best premium water on the planet, we bottle at the source to preserve the water's minerals and naturally high pH. Sea force isn't just water; it's whose water? Who do you think would be that bold? I mean, of all the people in the world, it's I, what, I told it's you, what Jesus drink. That's <laughs> <laughs> what Jesus drink. Madonna. Chuck Norris. Oh. Whoa. Chuck Norris. Okay. Here's my problem with this. I have about two or three problems with this. <laughs> Number one, this is the same kind of situation. And I like Chuck Norris, I guess. I love Chuck Norris. <clears throat> I, I love me some Chuck but Norris. But you take something God made and act like it's your idea. No, he's just saying he found it. And it's so awesome. Well, I know who made it, though. God made it. But what is so awesome about I it? I thought you were going the last thing was this water you drink it and you will be resurrected from the dead <laughs> well it almost says that i know <laughs> well i think that jesus did say that yeah i'm the living water yeah that's so what, that's what i'm alluding to so yeah. i didn't know this existed and they found it in a little ranch that you happen to camp well out he's on. gonna have to not put it in a plastic bottle we already discussed oh, that he's, no he's from texas who cares about that so yeah. chuck norris it's the lone listen to this this is why i want to read it. you know what his ranch is called the lone wolf ranch Jace's nickname. Phil named me that for some unknown reason. So let me tell you. I I think you nicknamed me that because I'm perfectly content by myself. I'm I'm not needy. So if the greatest that, the greatest person you've ever met is you. <laughs> well, he, he did no. tell me he did tell me one day after we had left the blind for two hours and got back, he said, That was the best discussion or the best time I've had today. I said, What, by yourself? And he said, Yes. Well, that's because <laughs> I was like, Well, here's your food, Jason. You gotta realize that the reason I said that, which it was in jest. When we're in a duck blind for 60 days yeah, with the same people. It's a little grumpy. It, does it get grumpy? Because <laughs> you got Cy and Phil, because ba- Jay and I are out there setting up where we're going to go and how we're going to do it, and we have a plan the night before. But then when we get there, after about a week or two, people are sleep-deprived, or and we're not 
shooting them at like we were, and people start getting frustrated. You know, the weather gets warm. There's nothing I can do about the weather. And then all of a sudden, people start griping and start <laughs> like, I wouldn't do that. I, why are we here? <laughs> why? <laughs> Does it start to sound like the House of Commons? I mean, <laughs> especially <laughs> Cy. It's like the day, you know, he just got, got on this oxygen, which is making him feel better, which is awesome. Yeah, he needs, he's been needing to get on that. But it's like last year, you know, we, we came up with a plan at the dog. The only plan, the only way to get to the blind was walk. I forgot the reasoning for that, but it wasn't a far walk, 100 yards. Remember, we pulled up by the deer stand, and we walked down to the blind in the southeast corner. Well, we walked about 10 feet. Well, Cy starts, like, hyperventilating, and I'm like, Cy? And he just turned paler than normal, <laughs> and I said, do you want me to take you to the hospital? He's like, no, I want you to take me to the blind. I said, Sai, the only way I can take you to the blind is on my back. I was kidding. He said, well, turn around here. <laughs> so I hauled that sucker on my back, which I know he doesn't weigh 100 pounds, but still, He's through kinda... the mud, 100 yards, carrying a man and your grip it is challenging. It's challenging. So here was what my point is. So I get him there, sit him down, and then he starts griping about the setup, where we're hunting. And I'm like, I just hauled you 100 yards on my back. You are not allowed to gripe. So when I say that, I need some quiet time. That's what I'm referring to. Oh, Our goal is mistake-free duck hunting. I keep reminding them that. Yeah. Without any mistakes... We can kill we can kill ten or twelve us. Can we can we make a covenant truth that. right now to to not have that rule? This yeah, year? let's just have because look here's my some deal. mistake hunting is okay. Once you get over seventy and, and out of your prime, I'm at you know I'm yeah. nowhere near my prime. Even though I'm fifty, I'm the young buck of of the the crew. I know. I love when Dad says, "You young bucks down there," and I, I always look down, you know, at, at our shooting ports, and I think, "Whoo, not really any young bucks here anymore." <laughs> There's no young buck. The youngest buck is a guy on the camera back there. Because all we're doing is is what causes fights and quarrels among you. This is James Four. Uh-uh. You want something, but you don't get it. We're not gonna be mistake free. Look for one day. <laughs> We're past it now. But remember that you gave a Bible verse. I'll give. A, oh, oh, here we go. Aim for perfection. <laughs> it, duck hunting is imperfect. You have to do. It's like the stock market. You're never going to get it all right. You right. just got to get it more right than wrong. Well, duck hunting is so, like golf. You know, even if you had, there's no perfect round, right? Because yeah. you shoot whatever you shot, but you know there was one more birdie you could have made. You remember know. how there's a lot of factors. I mean, the habitat's got to be right or you won't even have them to start with. The water level is critical whether how, how deep it is. Then you're over there, you better have your blind where they can't see you. Yep. Well, you better have your duck costume so you don't make any <laughs> mi- mistakes right. on that. But then but. when you see the ducks, you, you have to be perfectly motionless. You have to be real still. Any kind of movement, you know, yep. they, they get pretty slick. Well, then once they get there, it's, it comes down to shooting skills. Once the shooting is over... Then you got to have an animal. Hopefully, if he's whining, he's scared some. Your dog jumped too quick. So there's a lot of factors to, to do it right. And we probably came closer. We made 20 DVDs. And yeah, there that was guy, a that day. That guy yesterday said, I can't find them anymore, he said, because 
but but you know, and then you run out of them, one tears up. He said, I'd love to find them. He said, because yeah. I learned more about duck hunting from watching y'all for about a 25 year span than than words can can, can say. What he said, Jace, was something well, interesting I did not know. This was the coal I was telling about. He said, there's no streaming service that has our stuff on it. Yeah, like you can find said. almost everything. He said like, you find Buck Commander because he said, they the way it was filmed. Now I thought they I, the last thing I told them about that was get it where because people, people don't have a DVD player anymore. I mean, hey, who has a DVD? Talk to player? your brother. That's why I'm telling pay you. Pay the money to well, to I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you should care. You're the you're one, it's your I, legacy. I can't help it. I don't. I don't care. It was about, I was in it. I feel weird about saying, hey, convert it, you know, so people can watch it when I'm in it. Because so, it's like I'm, like, have some self it's next, it's, it, it only makes sense for the business because then you get a whole new group of people. Like, right. we're a generation away. Now, think about all the young bucks. By the way, duck calls, but, sales, I mean, according to Stone, they're up about 40% this year. He, we don't know whether it's because of the coronavirus. We, I, I'd but, say but so. Sales, I think anything outside. You remember, I've had more conflict at Duck Commander over people getting out of their lane. <laughs> so it's hard for me to do that because when when Willie or anybody any of his posse, it wouldn't be Willie. He would send a, a man yeah, down he, there, one of his, and minions. he would walk in and start telling me about duck call design and things like that. And I, I literally invented this for the commercial, the stay in your lane, bro. I just didn't say bro. I said, you stay in your lane, I'll stay in mine. And there's like, but Willie, I was like, I don't butt Willie. This is my department. Stay out of here. You don't know a duck from a goat. If you can't blow a duck call and sound like a duck, I'm not listening to anything you say. So then I can't turn around and go and tell them how to market videos. Because if I did, that's what they're going to tell me. Right. Stay in your lane, even though I think you're well, right. Well, I'll try to find a way to work through some minion somewhere. I just don't. I mean, I just think it'd be a good idea if everybody's streaming everything I think now, it's an excellent idea, but I've burned all the bridges. All right. Well, I, hadn't, I, mean? I hadn't quite burned them all, so I might have. Oh, That'd I'd be like somebody all. telling me about preaching my sermons. It'd be like, no, 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 wait. You know, you know, you, you do that, you do that, you do that with the whatever we're doing, you know, on Sunday. But I, I the preaching part, me, me and the Holy Spirit are working that out. Well, you know, you just there's certain things you just don't tell. I mean, I don't want to go down this road because I have <laughs> people that'll probably be calling me later once they hear that. But I'm like, I, I I designed a duck call that I thought was awesome. So I look up, and this is a redneck saying, but I can't help it. The next thing I know <laughs> is when it came to be assembled, it was a neon color. And I said, well, why would somebody do this? Why would they take my design and make this glow in the dark when that violates a fundamental rule? We just talked about that with Doug. Because now I can't go around and say, look at this awesome call I made. Oh, yeah, I made it fluorescent yellow. So that a duck could see it from, from Canada and say, stay away from there. There's some glow in the dark stick down there in the middle of the duck. And so because I unleashed on them. The, the, the color people, they, they got this thing about colors, and it's bright to the eyes and mm-hmm. shines like new money, and they, yeah. they, it's a sales pitch. It, it's a mar- I, I know why they did. The same reason I met with the women, I think I shared this, I met with a big company at the SHOT Show 
who made camouflage, and they was one of our our sponsors. Well, all their camouflage had their logo in orange or yellow. Yeah. And I so when I met with them, well, while I walked in, I was surprised that it was ten women, all under thirty. That yeah. was the team. Yeah. They had the camouflage, and I'm their. They're getting but ideas they were all from me. Ug- ugly too. No, they were good-looking women. <laughs> Millennial chicks. Yeah, and, and they, they're going to decide what camo ought to look like. And I said, "It makes sense." I said, "The first thing I recommend is changing the color of your logo." Look, that was literally like me coming in their lane and saying, "You know, I recommend you all go to bed tonight with a rattlesnake," because <laughs> they got hot. And, and and they wouldn't hear me out. They said, "Well, we need that to be the most notice, noticeable since that's our logo." Yep. I said, "But ducks will see that logo." And they said, "People wear orange when they hunt. We see it on TV." <laughs> now look, they didn't say we understand that's a safety thing in deer hunt. They're like, "We've seen that on TV. People <laughs> that- wearing orange." I was like. That's deer hunting. <laughs> We're duck hunters, and we don't wear Because deer orange. are supposedly colorblind. And so, look, one of the women said, well, what happens if you get shot? I said, well, I don't know if that has to do with anything, but you'll die, probably. <laughs> Maybe you'll be injured. Because <laughs> she's like, what if one of the other duck hunters yeah. shoots you? Yeah, from, from a foot and a half yeah. away, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to go well. That's so sure. I looked around, and I said, you know what? I think this meeting is over. Whatever y'all want to do is fine with me. I think that ended the Jason, the long-legged chicks having a meeting. Uh, let's take a break. So, Dad, what's the worst thing about being almost 75? The worst thing about it? Yep. Uh, knowing that the average uh, – age of a male in the United States is 77 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you look at the clock and think, man. (laughs) It's like that guy said, the old clock on the walls is that's about all. (laughs) So I thought you might say. 74, 75, you're like six, seven. I thought you might say inflammation. But uh, but, but, but that's probably worse than inflammation. So one of the things that happens to all of us as we get a little older and a little more brittle is uh, inflammation. You know, it basically is the cause of most of our aches and pains, as we say, and, we, and those get worse as we get older. Uh, one of the products that uh, that we really like that Dad and I take that has helped with the inflammation. They can't give any more years on the clock, but at least it can make the ones here. I don't good. think none of my any of my body is inflamed. So good. whatever good. you want to make out of it, but I have uh, mine's no, definitely not. I have nothing that's inflamed about me. I don't take ibuprofen. Maybe except my tongue every once in a while. <laughs> I don't take ibuprofen. As a wise man once said, "You'll die healthy." <laughs> that's right. So here, here's how you get this product. It's called Omega XL. We've talked about it quite a bit on the podcast. You go to omegaxl.com/slash/fill. You're going to buy a bottle of these wonderful taken from muscle pills. It's it's natural. It's great. Uh, and you get a second one free, which is really good. So OmegaXL.com slash Phil, or you can go 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888 and relieve some inflammation. All right, so to wrap up my where I started with that rabbit we just chased with Chuck Norris. So 
about three years ago, I was in an event. Lisa and I were there, and we ran into Governor Huckabee, and uh, we're talking, catching up. And he said, "Hey, I'm fixing to go over to. They're gonna have a surprise 75th birthday party for Chuck Norris. Is he 75? He was 75 three years ago. Oh, he's like 78 years old. And so I was like, "Yeah, I've never. I want to meet. I love Chuck Norris. And so, so we went over there. So we went in with the governor, and so we meet he and his wife. So he's Chuck Norris. He's 75 years old. This is his birthday party. Still put together. I mean, he could have. Wow, he sells uh, workout. Oh, I know. He could have beat the crap out of me with his mustache. You know, yeah. that's how that's. But anyway, so but he's married to a woman. She looked like she is about 50. Nice looking lady, but about my age, my and Lisa's age. And they had 15 year old twin boys, he told me. Oh, wow. <laughs> At 75. Can you imagine having but twins? Al, all these memes about Chuck Norris, that's how you get them. Oh, it's, exactly. Now, he had had a little work done because you get in there close and on the face and stuff. You know, he'd had to. That neck was still... I've thought about this before. You know, they had the most interesting man in the world, which he did beer commercials, and you had Chuck Norris. Uh, Those are the only two I know of that became a meme for all kind of... Of, of ridiculous statements. That's right. It's like they're so cool. <laughs> That's right. Add your own. That's right. Whatever they, it is. Yeah. Mosquitoes won't bite him but out of respect. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Something like that. Which I've thought. That's the only two people I know. Of. Are yeah. there any other? That uh, you know of? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel that way about. But I'm one. like, I've always thought that should be Jesus. But if you did it, people in the religious world would say it was sacrilegious. Right. But it's really not. Yeah. He he actually. Invented that meme idea before that. You you don't even know what I mean by meme. So uh, so here's what was cool about. It. So like state, Ch- here statements. I am, Chuck Norris, who I have watched his movies when I was a kid. You know, he's like I really admire the guy. And then he says, oh, yeah, he tells me his 15 year old twin boys, and he was like, they love Duck Dynasty. They just watch it all the time. You know, he said, you know, so your you, your family's owning our house all the time, which was cool to me because I'm like, you know, somebody you like and respect, and they're, they're like, hey, my kids love your show. And so then he tells me about this new project. I said, well, what are you doing these days? Because we're kind of in like a little green room. So <laughs> I said, what are you doing these days? You know, you, you still make TV? And so I said, ah, you know, I got the, my workout stuff and all this. And he said, but, you know, I'm really excited about this new project. I found an artesian well on my ranch. So he's telling me about this three oh, years so that's ago. Le- that's legit. It's legit. And he said, and, and we're going to bottle that. Well, he says, the best water you've ever drank. I said, really? I said, well, I have to be on the lookout for that. And so I finally, it just came out, I guess. It's the first time yeah. I've ever seen it. So this is, I'm going to start And you drank it? Yeah, it's delicious. Oh, okay. It's really good. Because we, well, do, well, we may, usually drink Ozarka, which is pretty good. But Yeah, I may try it. So anyway, let's get to, let's get to John. We, we were, well, my segue was that Jesus, because he truly could do the impossible, because they're meant to be funny. Which I don't know, Chuck Norris, I guess because he was a man's man in all the movies. Well, and he, he was a, you know, people like fighter. Like, he he was a kickboxer and all that. And he just seemed like a cool guy. And somebody said, you know, he's very humble, though. But some, Jay was telling me, or somebody was telling me, it was Ken yesterday, that he said, the only time I ever heard him say, he'd say, so what would have ever happened if you'd have fought Bruce Lee? He said, I'd have kicked his butt. You know, I mean, I he didn't even that. he didn't even like bat an eye. He was like, mm. you know, so in you know, think but of he's Bruce Chuck Norris, so he, he is Chuck Norris. He can say that he's got the stash. Um, <clears throat> so we're in John seventeen. Well, I thought you were going to do the listener question first, which caused a, a yeah. bit of a debate before we started this podcast. Well, yeah, because the first verse says in John seventeen one, after Jesus said this, um, he looked toward heaven and prayed. 
And so I, I put a listener question here. In fact, I, it's more than one have asked me this, but I, I put it in these notes. Because they asked, why would Jesus pray to the Father if they're both God? It is a fantastic question. It's an excellent question. Phil asked me before we started filming, and I wouldn't ask. I said, it'll be a surprise, because I thought about that for two days. Because this is like a timeout in John. All of a sudden, you're seeing Jesus as the invisible image of God. Right. And he keeps saying, I'm from the Father. The Father and I are one. I, he, he pointed to the Father the entire book. Yep. You've seen me, you've seen the Father. Father. Father's in all me. The, all <laughs> the, the uh, writers of the gospel, it's in all of them. So I didn't read this. I didn't research it. I just thought about it for two days. I thought, why did he have the prayer? And remember, just to, to, for me to reset, because it's been a while since we've been in John. So the timeline of where we are, we've had we've had the the Last Supper, and Judas is gone. You know, he, he's about to commit suicide, and this is Jesus praying just before he's going to be arrested. So the ordeal is about to begin. So that's kind of the timeline of where. And we're even at. to finish verse one, before I, I say what I think, he says, "Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son, which would be Him." Yep. That your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority, which him is is him. Which is weird. Because it, it, it kind of gets weird here. So so thus people ask the question, right. well, wait a minute. I thought he had some kind of inner connection right. already. Why is he praying? Now this is uh then he gets to which my favorite verse, I think, in the book of John. Verse 3 of 17. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. Which is himself. Which is himself, which I know this has gotten weird. We, we've like taken a time out. <laughs> it's almost like he's telling third person. And he said, I, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Which now makes a little more sense. Because he just he's put like, himself back in the... So I was with you. And then you read, you know, Philippians 2, but he emptied himself, which I think we've said multiple occasions. He became a man because God can't die. Correct. And he and he just didn't come down here to save men. He became a man. That's right. Which by all And by the way, that was from conception forward. So he didn't just show up, you know, one day as a full grown man. I mean, he he went through the whole process. He of the sweated. Baby. He had a bo. He that's right. Uh, however far you want to go down that, he he became a, a a human, a person. And by what you, the more you read this Bible, the more you realize that was a step down, which flies in the face of this humanistic. That's right belief on our planet that we're the top of the chain and we'll probably get into the rest of this later on how far we'll go well then he prays for his disciples and well hang on i'll finish the just the synopsis and then he prays which there's very few times in the bible that directly speaks to you present day yeah i believe this is one of those times correct when when he gets to verse 20 he says my prayer is not for them alone which was just disciples who will I, I also pray for those who will believe in me through their message and that all of them 
maybe one. And he wasn't talking about a, a, a Joe Biden. I, I, about Biden. I'm praying for <laughs> unity because unity is found here. Doesn't matter what color you are, where you where you were born, what, what you your did, political beliefs what, are. Nothing. There is a a path in Jesus where perfect unity occurs, and so that's the gist of it. Now, before Phil gives his take, you say, "Well, why did he do it?" I believe he did it to show his true heart. If the answer is to eternal life is that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you've, who you've sent, it's hard to know somebody, especially something invisible, because now fast forward here to this day. So Jesus set a precedent that I think he did all these things, he said all these things, and now he's praying, even though he doesn't have to. He didn't have to do that. But he became a human, and there's a plan where he's fixed to die, be buried, and raised. And it all makes sense once he dies and buried and raised, even what he prayed here. Yeah. It really didn't make sense at the time, and why is he even doing it? But I thought the only thing I could conclude is it shows his deep-down heart. Even yeah. though God the Father knew everything that he said, he didn't have to say it. But his heart came out of this, and everything about it, to me, makes him lovely and believable. Yep. Everything he said in the, in this prayer. I think this is a prayer that you will read for the rest of your life and never really grasp the power of it. So I, that's what I think. All right, so, Dad, uh, let's take a break before you go. So one of our sponsors uh, that we talk about quite a bit uh, – is called Patriot Mobile, and basically they're a um, you know the to have phone service. And but the what their thing is is unlike Verizon or AT and T or some of the big ones, is that they're a conservative um, company, and so they always you know talk about how the the big corp, especially in this area, give a lot of money to a lot of causes that the three of us in the stable don't agree with, and probably a lot of our listeners as well. Planned Parenthood being one. So one of the good things about it, if you decide to go with these guys, you never have to worry about that, and they'll give you the opportunity to switch over if you'd like to give them a try. PatriotMobile.com slash Phil, or you can give them a call at 972-PATRIOT. You're going to get a free activation and a special gift with the offer code Phil. So that's PatriotMobile.com slash Phil. You get to keep your phone number keep your own phone or you can get a new one uh, if you want to or that's 972 Patriot if you want to check these guys out well you have Hebrews uh, <coughs> Jesus appears the sun Hebrews 1 3 is the radiance of God's glory he's the exact representation of of his being, so you have two entities, two essences that are God. Jesus is God, but the way it's worded, after he had provided purification for sins, like Jace was alluding to, then it became... It's the mystery is being unveiled here. That's why it's called the mystery of the gospel he purposed in Christ before the beginning of time. 
So there's a, a pecking order, if you will. Uh, so he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. To which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, today I've become your father? There's a closeness, a closeness there between father, son, spirit, and the angelic world. It surpasses them because a lot of people in the first century, especially, they were kind of big on angels. So he's uh, thwarting that thinking. Yeah. Or again, I will be his father, he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn, Jesus, into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. So he's God through and through. But there is a little difference in the two. And speaking of the angels, he says he makes his angels winds, his servants flames of fire. But about the sun, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. Now, this is about the sun. He, God, says, your throne, O God, God's calling him God, will last forever and ever. The righteousness will be the scepter of your kingdom this is interesting. You have loved righteousness, Jesus, and hated wickedness. That's Jesus. Therefore, check this out. Therefore, God, your God, the Father, has set you, the Son of God, above your companions, way bigger than, than human beings, but that, but immortal, preexistent, forevermore creator of God is going to make his companions on par with God here. We, we, we become immortal. Right. We get immortality out of this. Well, that's God sent Jesus. He beat death. You say, he's immortal. You can't, you can't, he, death couldn't keep its hold on him. Right. And he's providing that for everyone. But for him... Before Jesus became flesh, he was their creation for sure. Yep. Through him, all things were created. Right. When you get to about 5,000 or so years by my count, all of a sudden, he becomes flesh. The Philippians writer, the Apostle Paul said he made himself nothing, taken on of the, like a servant. Mm -hmm. Well, how in the world could you get God serving his fellow men, the ones he created, you're like, so when it all ends, he's raised from the dead, went back to heaven, and he sat down at the right hand of the majesty, and he said, that one, that majesty, he sent me to do this. We are one. We'll fix it so that you will become one with us, but each in his own turn. Jesus, yep. the first fruits, yep. and then the rest of us. Well, if you get to looking at it, all I can come up with for sure is God, I wrote it down. God knows everything and I don't. <laughs> and I'll, I'll alert the audience here today and neither do you. You say, I don't know everything. No. Well, but you know, God through Jesus and through prayers like that is my point. Yeah. Right. You know, he got to the end of that prayer and he said in verse 25, righteous father, 
though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. Yeah. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. So I'm like, you ask a question, well, why is Jesus praying to God? And I'm like, because I get to know God through Jesus and through this prayer. It's the same way on, you say, well, why do you pray today? You don't think God already knows what you need? Yeah. But it's a way for me to show my heart. That's why when you think of the, the, the stories and the parables that Jesus told, you remember in the Sermon on the Mount, and he's like, when you pray, don't go out on the street corner so everybody will hear you and they think that you'll be heard because of your many words. words. And You know why? Because you can fake that. You know, and you hear these people drone on, and they're like, it, you get the impression that the reason this guy's praying is because he likes the sound of his own voice, <laughs> which is true. True. And you can fake it. Right. But he's like, go into your room and pray so your father who sees what is done in secret. And so what does all that mean? What that means is God knows your heart. Right. But for you to know God's heart, you have to have moments like this, in my opinion, where you see Jesus his motivation here because he really he talks about glorifying god he talks about protecting his disciples which i I read over that but in verse 11 of 17 he said i will remain in the world no longer but they are still in the world talking about his disciples and then he says and i am coming to you holy father but here's the phrase i wanted to get to protect them by the power of of your name. So he was praying for God to protect him once he leaves, which I thought was awesome because the fact that Jesus Christ is praying for his disciples, I mean, here he's the creator of the universe. He, he's showing that humility that you mentioned. Right. Even by praying for protection over them, he said, well, what happened to them? They all died. Right. You're like, well, did he not get it right? Right. But he was praying for protection from the evil because death is not a problem. He just proved that. The but r- but evil is. <laughs> and that's why he went into this I only lost one. I mean, do you right. agree with what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I agree. The, the only thing that matters in life is who, what side you decide to participate in. You, you can say, you know what? Forget Jesus. I'm going to have as much fun, or you can call it whatever you want to, and you follow the ways of of the evil and there's a lot lot of it that you can get involved in but jesus was praying for protection from that because if you miss him on a cross and his resurrection well you missed it yeah so let's hang on dad let's take a break so uh, a lot of you ask about uh merchandise that you see on here one is of course our unashamed mugs there's t-shirts then we got this uh, newest one was I Ride with Jesus, which is uh, one of the lines from Dad's book, Jesus Politics, which, by the way, uh, there's been a surge in book sales, which is awesome. I guess it's probably fitting into the theme of, uh, again, the book totally speaks into what we're looking at because politics sure is does. a mess. But if you put Jesus in the middle of it, you're going to find something good. So Amazon.com, if you hadn't picked up a book. But for merchandise for the show, including this shirt that you can buy now, you can go to Unashamed Merch, Unashamed Merch, one word, M-E-R-C-H dot com. 
And there you can get the beard mug. We got hats. They got shirts, sweatshirts, and this sort of thing. So check those guys out. Um, unashamedmerch.com if you want some of the stuff that you see on the podcast. Another point to remember <clears throat> for the God that's described in the Bible, omnipresent, that's everywhere, cosmically, everywhere at once. Uh, no time, no space. Omnipresent, omnipotent, all-powerful. Yep. Omnipresent, what's the other one? Omniscient, all-knowing. Uh, all-knowing. All of a sudden. Well, and eternal. Yeah, eternal. All of a sudden, you're going to have that God become a human. He's going to come in flesh. Yeah, one aspect of him. That's yeah. Right. As in Adam all die, First Corinthians fifteen twenty two. so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own turn, Christ the first fruits, the reasoning behind his death, burial, and resurrection that he just covered in chapter 15, 1 through 4. Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, was buried, and was raised. That's happening to God, the God of heaven who came down. And it's interesting. And uh, Christ the first fruits, he pulled it off. Then when he comes, those who belong to him. Well, if you got God walking around on a dusty road that he made, dirt, he made the planet, he's walking around on it, he's going to the bathroom, he's eating meals, you're like, how in the world could that be God? I mean, you can imagine everybody looking, Peter and him saying, you're going to do what? He said, I'm going to die. In three days, I'll be raised from the dead. That's why I'm here. They're like, never. No, that's not going to happen. But he's in a human body. Then the end will come, and the context is the end of all time. When he, Jesus, hands over the kingdom, that's us, to God the Father. He's given us to the Father. Well, if you look at that, you say there's two distinct roles there that's being played by the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. After he's destroyed all dominion, authority, and power, you got to remember, you say, the whole thing gets right down to the resurrection. For he must reign until he's put all of his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For he has put everything under his feet. Now watch. Now when it says that everything has been put under him, it's clear that this does not include God himself. So somehow within the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the essence of God, he's one, but there's three distinct roles within that Godhead. Correct. I'll be the first one to tell you, that's why I said some things I just don't really know, get a good grip on, and neither <laughs> yeah. does but, our audience but, actually know exactly how that works. So, But think about well, what are you doing when you pray? What, what actually is occurring? They accused me one time and told me I couldn't pray. A group of people who were non-Christians who were the film crew that filmed Duck Dynasty <laughs> oh sent word to me that I couldn't pray in the name of Jesus. But I was praying to God the Father, the same one Jesus prayed to. Well, and I was praying. That, that, that by was the way, why I asked you that question is because what you do when you pray is you're declaring that God is real. Yeah. And so just think about this. 
If I people, took a stand if, on it, by the if way. If people I, don't believe, so I, so in that situation, I had we, unbelievers. We were, we were gathered around. Well, they thought that was absurd. And then they thought, because of viewership, they're like, well, what if somebody doesn't believe in Jesus? It's okay to have your little prayer, but don't do it in the name of Jesus, because if people don't believe in Jesus, we don't want them to turn the channel off. That's, that's right. <laughs> but what they didn't realize is we believe that Jesus is real, and therefore we believe that God is real. And we Father. believe that Jesus gives us access to the Father and the Holy Spirit. And yeah. we believe and, that as uh, the only lawgiver and judge, the one who can save and destroy, I was praying in his name. That's why when I prayed again, the first thing I said was, I pray that you give us time to help these poor souls down here that don't want me to pray in the name of God, Jesus to you, Father. Uh, uh, give us time to maybe help them so they won't end up in the fires of hell itself. <laughs> All right. So Which was, I was it, it didn't go <laughs> over well, but, but, but they got off of the don't pray in well, Jesus' and they, name. And they left They got end. off of it. I got up to speak one time, and the first line of my sermon was I leaned in. I tried to have a I, – I, I waited – you know, I like the the silence. Yeah, because everybody's it looking. Gets people because especially people don't know you. They're like, "I bet this is gonna be good." And I'm just looking at them. They're looking at me. And I said, "I believe in ghosts." And everybody laughed. And then I said, "I'm not kidding." <laughs> 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 and my point was, I said, "I believe in one, the Holy Ghost." You know, now we call him the Holy Spirit. But at one time, it was a hundred years. Everybody talked. Oh, okay, I, oh, I was longer than hundred years. I got the Holy Ghost. The King you know? James. That's the diversity. So, but what my point is, when I said that, that seemed funny to people. I'm not. I'm not throwing them under the bus. Right. Well, I was shocked. They laughed. Yeah. Because I thought they would know where I was going. Well, they laughed because that. that that's the last thing they thought you'd start with. That's why they. Yeah. Laughed. So so I got uh, I got two illustrations that I think. <laughs> play into what you both said. One is I've always seen a human being, since we're made in the image of God, as a perfect example of how we're made up of three parts that are equal, but at the same time they play different roles. I mean, you got We call it body, soul, and spirit. The, the spiritual nature of who we are. Why, why, why do people have a conscience? Why do people wonder about a creator? Why do people look at evolution and say, oh, I'm not so sure about that? Worldwide. Worldwide. So that's a, that's a component of who you are. It's that soulish nature of who we are. Well, it helps explain. So then you've got a spirit, how, how which are. is your animating force, because if a person dies, where'd the spirit go? Where'd the soul go? You can't be a pers- a living person without all three. And, of course, the third is your body. They almost seem to just fly away. Yeah, exactly. And so you can't be alive without those three components. But you mm-hmm. wouldn't say one is inferior to the other. No. I mean, you no, know, the Greeks tried that. No, but I think the question, is, the question is, well, why? And to make this an illustration, I'll give you an illustration. Y'all can answer. So why do you pray for forgiveness if God's already forgiven you? Because the question was, well, why is Jesus praying to God if he is God? So I'll say, why do you pray for forgiveness if you've already been forgiven? Because your heart, because you, you want God to know. Because we have a relationship right. here. Remember, we're, we're, said, This is real. And, and the reason you're right, uh, let's take a break. The reason you're right is because remember what he prayed for. God, I want you to get glory. Get glory in what? What I'm about to do. Remember, yeah. he came to die. Well, he said, "I've I've I've completed the work." Right, but he actually 
well, fixing the complaint. That's exactly, to lead up to the moment. Because let's face it, the death of Jesus and then the resurrection change is the game changer. So he's what he said is, I've got well, it right up here to the... Changes everything. And I kind of misspoke. We, we always just put it just on the cross and the resurrection. We tend to. But it's actually bigger than that because it's who he is. That's right. So the completing the work is becoming... He became a man. He already knew what he was going to do. But that was the work right. that that you get to know Jesus, who's on the cross. If you didn't know who's on the cross, a lot of people died on crosses. I'm yeah. sure. Well, what made this different? And by the way, a lot of people, a lot of people did miracles over the course of human history through the Bible that weren't Jesus. That's right. So it wasn't just that he had power to do a miracle. A lot of people say, oh, well, because he was the Son of God, he could do miracles. Miracles have been around since the beginning. I mean, well, prophets... he gave that ability exactly, yeah, and God did too. There, and it happened after happened. Jesus. I mean, some of those... even today, some people, you know, I, I I take issue when they start talking about miracles because I'm like, there's a difference in a miracle and right. something supernatural. Correct. Happen, you know, miracle. You don't have an arm, you have one immediately. That's right. a miracle. It's something even anyone, whether believer or not, would say, well, that's not possible. Jew or atheist. Or, or, yeah. And look, it, uh, and they were going even back to in the Old Testament to a widow woman comes in, and every morning she comes in, her bottle of oil is full, and nobody put any in the jar. Well, the reason I get so upset that, about that's this a miracle. is I mean, I'll, I'll go from... to these church assemblies, and they'll say, you ready for a miracle today? And I'm like, all right, well, I, well we think it's a miracle. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting on the edge of my seat. And then they'll pray, and they'll say, well, somebody was healed. I'm like, that's day-to-day operations that wasn't a miracle <laughs> that that that's normal and, and my, the, what i'm saying is we should be excited that that is normal we have god on our side we believe things that happen especially as many people as we've prayed for in the cancer world and the kid world we see this stuff all the right. time but we don't come on here and say look god is working we've seen it happen over and over and over and over and we have right because still that's not the motivation you can't prove this and, and try to convince from an argument that this is real. Right. That's why I think he prayed. They're going to say he got you, lucky and got better. Well, right. And what about the ones that died? People died. Well, we've already covered that. That's yeah. not a problem. Going down the evil road, that's the problem. Because then you don't win in anything. So I got another illustration. Uh, and we've, we've talked about this one before. You, you find it in Ephesians 5. So when you and Missy got married, you were two, and you became one, correct? Right. I, mean, I thought you just fixed that I was two years old. I was like, what? <laughs> you were two, and you became yeah. one. Yeah. And so you're, would you consider Missy your equal? Is she a lesser human being than you are? Yeah. Well, for a week, <laughs> I thought I was the big man. You know, I, I'm in charge. I am for a week. Superior. It lasted a week. I thought I'm superior. So no, I'm being honest. That didn't I, hold I got, too long. So, so no, you, after a week, I thought, why did I have this list of things for her that she was going to do? Because I thought being the husband, being the the head of the household, which is how I interpreted it, I thought that meant I dictate policy from all, every detail. And you, honey, comply. (laughs) That lasted a week. And and so then I, in a loud voice, after I realized this was not going to work, the only time I raised my voice is I finally told her, I said, lower your expectations. (laughs) That's what you call, you know what you call that, Jace? That's called the rudeness of reality. I wised up and realized that I have flaws and I needed to, needed to focus on Jesus. 
So here's my point. Which is, what's your question? So, right. So Ephesians 5.21, <clears throat> when he starts into the discussion about roles in a marriage between two people that have said, we're going to marry one another and we're going to be one person, one unit, which is pretty amazing. And so he starts that by saying, submit to one another as you submit to Christ. So you're equal. She's yeah. not lesser and you're not lesser or more. Well, let me, but let then, me say this. But then she, because I know Missy, she asked you at some point, or she let you know that she wanted you to lead your family and lead her. Oh, yeah. By the See way, what I'm saying? So she way, made, despite my flaw. I mean, despite way, me being that's ridiculous. That's my point. By the way, yeah. uh, Ephesians 5.22, since you hit the feet, this is a, what you just said, it's a profound mystery. But I'm talking about Christ in the church. That's my However, point. each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself. Right. Which he is said, why he... He said, this is a mystery. And, and hey... Look at the marriages in, in this world, and you say, oh, it's a big mystery. Right. But you it, know, every time I hear one of the most prized memories and experiences, because that's what this is really about. We're experiencing Jesus in this prayer because we think this is real, and it, it does something to me, especially when he starts talking about love at the end, when he's like, this is all about love, me loving. We're just, we're, we, we are love. But when my wife prays, it is a. There's something about her soul coming out through that prayer. She's a real good prayer, prayer because it's not like a list of things. It, it's a conversation that I don't know if you ever heard my wife pray, but I have. Uh, but, yeah. but and you know why? It's back to what you said earlier, and you're right because you hear the true heart of a person. Yeah. In prayer, that's the moment. You and know, she's not praying like. A lot of, unfortunately, a lot of leaders in in men, where it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a, I don't know what to say about it. it yeah. It's like what Jesus was chastising the Pharisees. Yeah, you just want to be a heartfelt. It, it's like, yeah, because because women, especially my wife, I mean, she's more emotional than I am, and the prayers more emotional. It, it's more of a soulful conversation. But every time she prays, I thought, man, I love this woman. You know, I I, I mean, I love God because of what it, what He does. But it there's something that's revealed, which in is our why heart. why you want to pray. I mean, that, which is the point of prayer, which we didn't get into all that in the text. So <clears throat> I had one more element to it in our last couple of minutes. Then you two decided to have a child, and Reed comes into the world. Now, Reed, you trained him to submit to your authority. And, and what happens is when they get up to be about a teenager, then it starts to get dicey because they're becoming their own person. Again. No, I, look, I'll confess my sins in front of you know the world. I was too hard. Now, what lasted a week in my marriage, probably lasted two or three weeks, lasted for years with my first child. I was too hard on him because I was right. like everything I saw – people do. I thought, I'm going to get this right. I'm not screwing this up. So my heart was right, <laughs> but I was too hard on him because you, you got to realize. And then finally, one day when he was a teenager, yep. I had a light bulb moment and I thought, I've been too hard on this kid. Right. I think and, one and, time and I gave you a little advice. I think I said, you said that. You I said, you don't want to exasperate him. him. Yeah. And so my, so look, when I backed off, though, is what I'm saying. Husband, do, I mean, a father do not exasperate. So my point children. is, Jay, so you got a husband, you got a wife, then you had a son who's now an adult, and he has his own wife and his own life. Mm-hmm. Everyone there made a decision. You were all equal human beings, but you put yourself under the other to accomplish goals. You're all so I, it's, to me and illustratively it's exactly what Jesus is describing here. 
he and the Father and the Spirit are one. They they were there before we even came along, but they all took mm-hmm. a role in submission to each other to get you're the right. mission accomplished. Well, so you keep going to the theological side of which you're right. I agree, and I think it's all because people have so much trouble just wrapping their head around the idea of it, which yep. you're doing. I keep going back to the prayer itself because I thought it didn't really make. He didn't have to do that. Nope, he didn't. And it it that's where the the confusion happened. It's because it's like, well, why? Wait a minute. Why? If he's God, why is he praying to himself? This is getting weird. That's why I keep going to the heart of it all. Yeah, he didn't have to do it. But he did. But he didn't even have to become a man. That's right. So it's going to come back down to he... love experience. It wasn't, I'm saying they have their roles and you're given the way that it's possible right. how they exist. I'm giving you the way, the the, re, the why. That's right. It, it's, it's a heart thing that you fall in love with and experience, even though you don't really understand exactly the details right. of how this but creature But you, you have to have the realm in your mind, the possibility of why it's happening. Let's it, face it yeah. out. It's one of the wildest reads you <laughs> yes. ever want to get into. You know, if you were an atheist, look, if you were an atheist and you were reading the book of John trying to trying to stomach this, when you get to John 17, you're going to have to throw everything out the window and say, you know what, this is just a cool, this is an awesome creature. Because to, to come up with this, to insert this in here to me, <laughs> is really so amazing that nobody would do that. They would just wouldn't. They well, wouldn't get this humble, is what I'm saying. They no. wouldn't be this humble. So, uh, so next time uh, when we move move into the next uh, phase of this, which is is fixing to get pretty dicey for Jesus as we go forward, uh, we'll talk about maybe well, the wife. Have wild. you ever been arrested? I have not. Have you? Well, I'm going to have to think about that. I've been, <laughs> I've been accosted. You never got arrested, did you do that? I, I wasn't arrested. I never actually. They, you know, get out on the pavement. I, you know, f- stretch out on the pavement. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. I meant. Stuff like and, uh, that. And then DWI, whatever, but not arrested. Just I was wrongfully just get down fined on the about three hundred dollars. Well, I didn't do it, but you know they. <laughs> thought oh boy, well, save that story for next time. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.